powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. Okay, we're going to start with Nazem Kadri, good, Kevin Rooney, bad. Welcome to Game Over Calgary. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a good night. It's the Calgary Flames uh, took on the, the uh, Arizona Coyotes tonight at the Scotiabank Saddle Home, and they skate away with a 3-2 to two victory. Lots of good things, lots of okay things, and maybe some bad things to talk about in Calgary Flames land. Um, but before we do that, uh, just a quick word from our good friends over at Sports Interaction. Think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's World Cup, hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Um, and if you or anyone you know has troubles with gambling, please check out the show notes or there's many resources out there to um, help with that kind of stuff. So if you or anyone you know is dealing with that, please be sure to reach out and get the appropriate help. But without further ado, making his SDPN debut, my good buddy Matt, a.k.a. Uh, the Arizona sports guy. Uh, how are you, buddy? Oh, you had to do it. You had the Arizona easy, sports easy, guy. Dog. Come on now. Two letters. <laughs> I had to. I had to first name you. Not everybody's gonna know you. Well, if I call you AZ, I don't. Th- I don't know. Maybe people would get it. Yeah, but I, and for Arizona and, sports guy, come on, bud. What is well, that kind of operation? And and for and for me, it's it would be the AZ sports guy, uh, because oh. because I'm Canadian and that's uh, that's the way that we pronounce it. But either way, man, thank you. Uh, thank you for joining me. This is gonna be good. Um, I I was able to find one of the ten Arizona Coyotes fans out there to. Uh, to hop on the show. I'm going to get my licks in, just so you know. Dude, I, I think you're inflating it. I thought it was like six. <laughs> I, I know Canadians can't count, but come on now. Keep it consistent. I'm going to get my licks in. Uh, I'm going to get my licks in. Don't you uh, don't you worry about that. Okay, apparently you are getting... Uh, you're a little quiet, so I'm going to crank your volume up a little bit. Um, oh. Hopefully that's better, if anybody can confirm. But uh, yes, so the Calgary Flames and the Arizona Coyotes take to action tonight. And two teams that you wouldn't expect to have consistent or similar storylines, but uh, one storyline coming into this game, and something that uh, you and I have talked about in the DMs before, uh, is Yusuf Alamaki. The return of uh, what we like to call him as Juice, or we, we had a nickname for him, Sushi Juice. Clay Emo gave him that nickname. Um, I can't remember the reasoning behind it. But um, yeah, I wanted to know first and foremost... What you've noticed from Valimaki uh, since he came to the Coyotes and kind of your impressions of him in his uh, short tenure so far? Uh, well, first off, I would very much like them to extend this man uh, for at least a couple of years. I'll go ahead and take Mike uh, Mike Gould's uh, two-year contract there. But I've noticed particularly he's, he's surprisingly good offensively. I wasn't expecting anything offensively, but he knows how to move the puck well. Has a decent shot, but also... Him defensively, he really compliments Yanis Moser. I feel like Yanis Moser's also been able to elevate his game this year. So it's just, I feel like he fits in perfectly as this kind of he'll do everything you need him to do kind of defenseman. And I, I'm not sure why Calgary waived him. I know it's injuries, but 
this man is a beaut and uh thank you thank you very much yeah it was a it was a fit thing here in calgary and listening to a lot of the pregame talk today on the radio because you know it was a big storyline coming into it he wasn't like the end-all be-all player not quite the return of sean monahan not quite the return of matthew kachuk but still a player who a lot of people in this market were really excited for someone who uh Flames fans and media were, you know, pumping the tires on because coming out of the draft, he was, you know, going to supposed to be this this young up and coming defenseman. It didn't work out. He was injured, uh, and then Daryl Sutter comes in, and and when I had him on my show um, earlier, like last last season, he brought up uh, talking about Daryl Sutter and how he's a hard coach to play for, um, but you respect him. And then he comes back on the radio after going to Arizona and he says he loves the new coach that he's working with. He's the kind of coach that lets you play your game and doesn't get on you for mistakes. So you could tell that there was um, a bit of a, I don't want to say disdain between the coach and the player, but he's definitely uh, enjoying his time under uh, uh, in, in the Coyote system. Hey, that's because uh, Coach Andre Turgay, in my opinion, is the most underrated coach in the league and probably – uh, going to lead the, the Coyotes to, to glory. So, yeah, no, perfect coach for, for players like that. Yeah, no, and and you know what? Like, for me, like you and I, like I said, you and I talked about this so much, just how much um, I I maybe pumped his tires up too much, but it's I'm glad <laughs> to see that he's he's doing well and, and, and Coyotes fans are appreciating him, uh, all six of you. And um, <laughs> I say that as I read your wife's comment, who's in the chat, said two of us are in the chat and the other one is on camera. <laughs> <laughs> so that was good yeah because uh i see i see rich is here too um Hi, Richie. <laughs> he's he's in the chat so there's there's two of them in the chat and the other one on the camera so that makes what 50 percent of the yeah, fan 50 percent. we literally have the greatest attendance right now in your comment section you're witnessing greatness here tonight this is awesome um some comments uh, coming in as well saying uh, i'm on my buddy i'm on from uh, the wind column says any chance that arizona wants to t- take a chance on kevin rooney next asking for a franchise <laughs> I, okay, let's talk about the Flames' fourth line. Obviously, you don't watch – maybe you do watch more Flames games than I'm giving you credit for. But if you don't, you might not be very familiar with the uh, Brett Ritchie, um, Milan Lucic, Kevin Rooney, and Trevor Lewis carousel of a fourth line. Um, but it's pretty abysmal on a good night. And – I remember even a year ago, you and I going back and forth saying, okay, what's it going to take for the Flames to offload Milan Lucic and send him to the Coyotes? And you're like, oh, well, I don't know. Matt Coronado sounds pretty good or a first-round pick sounds pretty damn good. Um, (laughs) But did you see, pay much attention? Like Lucic made some pretty bad offensive zone plays. Uh, He's very good at doing this thing where he has the puck in the defensive zone and he simply gives the puck to the other team. And they 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 generate a chance the other way. But uh, did you did you notice any of that tonight? Well, first and foremost, I like to stay in my Arizona bubble as much as possible. But I <laughs> I follow you on Twitter, so the amount of trash talk I hear towards me, Milan Lucic slander is always okay on my program. But I did notice one play. I almost put it down in my notes as I was watching the game tonight. Uh, Lucic just at a perfect chance uh, set up in front of the net, just gives the puck away. <laughs> just right there, Coyotes go back the other way. I think they got a shot or two, but yeah, like, oh yeah, Lucic versus an AHL team. There we go. Yeah, and it's it's frustrating. And again, like I talk about it at nausea on the show with uh, 
young players that are ready to make that push. And and anyway, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dwell on it too much with you because you you don't want to hear me uh, ramble. Will you take that first round pick offer? We'll take Lucic off your hands. We'll take Phillips. You guys are gonna play Phillips, right? Oh, come on! That's a one for one, boy. That's the one. That's that's the one guy I want called up. You can't have my uh, my short king, Maddie Phillips. Um, another friend of the show. Um, okay, coming into this game, the Yotes haven't played at home since November 3rd. Mm-hmm. True or false? This is a trivia. Maybe you probably know the answer. It is the longest road trip of all time in the NHL. From the way it was being reported to start the season, true. It's tied. I fully rely on that. Tied. Well, I mean, technically it is true, but it is tied for the longest road trip of all time in the NHL. Only uh, only tied with the 2010 Canucks, which, you know, Vancouver had this thing called the Olympics, so they had to go on the road. Um, but yeah, like, tell me about this road trip. I haven't followed too much. I, I think they've said something. They were 6-9-1 and one coming into it or something like that. Um, how, how have the Yotes been on the road uh Away from the uh, away from the junior A barn. That's surprisingly solid. They started off the first. I was going into the road trip. I'm like, oh, if they can get two wins, that'll be great because it's hard to win on the road. You're on the road for an entire month. I thought I was being optimistic. They win the first three, and they start losing again. Get a couple overtime losses, some more regulation losses. We're just trying to stay in the hunt for Connor Bedard. You know what I'm saying? But you have to. They've been playing surprisingly well, and. and I said it on Twitter before we went live here. I don't even care about the loss tonight. And this is kind of my entire viewpoint on this road trip as a whole. I just love how, how damn hard this team fights every night. It's much more competitive, entertaining hockey. They're playing like a unit and they on the broadcast and on Twitter, they're constantly talking about how much this team's like all locked in together with the express uh, exception of Jacob Chicker, but anyone can have him for a couple first and a good prospect, <laughs> but <laughs> it's the fact that they're playing as well as they are. They're a complete unit. And, and they're still competitive while losing. So we can stay in the top three race for a draft pick. I, I can't ask for anything more. And I'm just, I'm so proud of the effort so far on the road trip. And that's something like, you know, damn well, I don't watch very many Coyotes games. But one thing I noticed tonight was, and I find myself saying this a lot about the Flames when they go up against, and I don't, I'm not, this isn't even a lick, a take, taking a kick at the Yotes, but a lesser mm-hmm. opponent. Uh, mm-hmm. They, the Flames almost always against these lesser opponents have um, a much better team on paper, but these opponents like the Coyotes or a couple years ago, like the Ottawa Senators of the bubble, they're not going to outskill you, but they're going to outwork the living shit out of you. Like, and, and that's what the Coyotes did tonight. And it wasn't, it wasn't a great game from either side. I don't think like it wasn't really the most entertaining game. Um, but the Coyotes like showed really good bursts of speed um their first power play of the game they I, I thought for sure they had six or seven pretty damn good scoring chances there uh they moved the puck like a like you said like a unit um and you know what it it, it ended up being a little bit fun to watch uh to see this team that everybody kind of shits on and and I'm not again not taking my kicks or getting my licks in on this team it's just a fact everybody and you know it damn well people uh people can't cope so they 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 <laughs> shit on the coyotes <laughs> look you gotta feel better about yourself somehow but no it's it's it, anytime funny enough anytime i talk to to people that are 
more like in the national stage, like, you know, outside of this market. They'll watch a Coyotes game. Oh, that was surprisingly good. I was expecting them to suck, or I was expecting it to be worse. It's like, well, yeah, because no one else watches the Coyotes. Why do you think I have a YouTube channel? Why do you think people are watching this stuff? <laughs> it's it's uh, I don't know. I'm I'm excited for the Yotes to be good again. I I really am. And and as much as I you you know I get my licks in, but it's all in in in. Uh, in good fun. I, I'm a, I, I like to think that I went on your show and I, and I said some pretty nice things about the coyotes. You can give me uh you can give me credit for that. I don't think you did. I, I think you're Come on. Why don't you I'm go back and check out that episode? Guys. Yeah. Shameless <laughs> that, that plug. Was, Why don't you go check the out the desert? I could never come up with. <laughs> I set you up for it. I set you up for it. And you still didn't, uh, you still didn't take it. Okay. Um, I'm going to go to the chat for a little bit here. 22 in the chat. Um, as the kids say on YouTube, smash that like button, hit the subscribe button, whatever the kids are saying on YouTube these days. Um, but in all seriousness, share the stream. Let's get some more. Uh, let's get the other three Yotes fans in here and let's get some more Flames fans in here. Talk some more hockey. Uh, well, pretty your boys. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was a good one. So uh, some of the um, comments here. Uh, Rooney being signed in the first half an hour of free agency will never not be funny. And that is a fact. The uh, Kevin Rooney was a day one free agency signing and he got a two year deal. Didn't you, wasn't it you who, who tweeted out the picture? It was like a, a, a Calgary had it in the offensive zone and he was skating away. No, well, I, I like that tweet. I like that tweet. <laughs> I can't remember. I would love to give credit to whoever tweeted that, but yes, that was a, that was a thing. Um, the puck was in the offensive zone. The Flames defenseman had the puck behind the net. I believe it was Tanev. And Kevin Rooney was skating back <laughs> for whatever reason. Um, we're not gonna we're not gonna dwell on it though. The Flames won. Um, <laughs> uh, why were fans chanting Lucic? Were they not watching? <laughs> yeah, Richie. It's uh, it's uh, those Lucic chants. I think are becoming more and more faint as the days pass and as the games pass, uh, because this man just goes out there and does. 14 minutes of cardio a night um <laughs> so much so that my buddy james johnson in here uh what what was the name he named it after i don't i don't know too much about pokemon i, I like to think i do but i think he cropped a picture of milan lucic's face on a pokemon and called him lucardio because he's milan lucic and he does cardio and it sounds like a Pokemon name. So that's the uh, that's the that's the joke here. Lucic hasn't even averaged half a point per game. He seems to be invisible on the score sheet, and it's just as good that his contract expires next June because the Flames don't appear to need him as much anymore. Yeah, and there's James Johnson with the Lou Cardio. Um, so yeah, that was uh, we could we can shit on Milan Lucic as much as we want, but the Flames did get a win uh, tonight. <laughs> okay, there's something I wanted to talk to you about, and. It's nothing to do with the game tonight, but it's another storyline that kind of follows both teams. Well, more so the Yotes than the Flames, but the Flames are uh, are pretty close in these discussions. The new arena. Um, mm -hmm. I, I got to be honest with you, man. I go to you for all of this 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 new uh, Coyotes arena stuff because it just seems like I don't know. You're going to meetings and stuff like like. T you're, tell me about your first of all your involvement with it. And uh, and then we'll move on to the actual arena itself. Well, to be completely honest here, I should totally take advantage of the fact that no one 
like in this audience reads the articles, I could be like, oh, I was one co-authoring this entire proposal and it probably would get thrown <laughs> in the headlines. But no, so that big that big city council meeting over the summer, I was there, I think, for between three and five hours. I forget. I was exhausted. Thanks for my wife for driving for that one. And then the most recent vote, I was I think I live streamed it for like an hour and a half and listened to like two, two and a half hours of it. And it, it was just the unanimous 7-0 vote. So uh, the city council changed a couple of members. We lost a yes vote and lost a no vote. And we flipped the other no vote. I think there's two of the no votes. So 7-0 unanimous, going to send it to public referendum. And it's like a ridiculous percentage in a privately funded arena. Just some TLDR stuff If you for taxpayers. If you don't buy anything within this district, you're not paying for it. Minus like some uh, remediation costs and they want some help with like some upfront uh, like underground piping, stuff like that. But they're very upfront by the little bit of money they want towards that. But the the market is starting to see a lot more of the value towards it. The city council seeing a lot more of the value towards it. Even Sky Harbor and the Coyotes kind of squashed their beef a little bit. I think what happened was they took out uh, the single family homes, replaced them with multifamily units, which is kind of the simplest solution. Do that. So everything's just picking up steam, momentum, and as long as the Coyotes play their cards right, keep being honest up front with everything, I'm expecting a yes vote in May, and hopefully there won't be any lawsuits or nothing like that, but there really shouldn't be more than like one or two parties that have any beef with this going forward. And we all saw the renderings of what this is going to, at least the preliminary renderings of, of what this is supposed to look like, and it looks pretty fucking awesome. Like that, that, that looks, that looks legit. Um, are like, does this, this, this gotta excite you, right? Like this is, this is exciting times. There's not many things to cheer for as a Coyotes fan right now, but one of the things that you can look forward to is this new complex. That's uh that's gonna, that's gonna be the new home of the Oats. You know, you would think the arena itself excites me, and it, it looks fine. It kind of looks like a mix between the Saddle Dome and the Madhouse on McDowell, the Veterans Memorial Coliseum where the old Phoenix Roadrunners used to play. The Roadrunners that caused Toronto to not win any more cups, by the way. <laughs> if yeah, you listening, Adam Wild? Hey, are you listening, Adam Wild? Oh, but no, honestly, like, especially working at Mullet Arena, I get to spend a lot more time there. I'm actually just more excited about where they're currently at and to see it build because I – I'm a realist. I'm, I tend to be a little more of an optimist now, but I'm still a bit of a cynic. I'm waiting until we get the first shovel in the ground before I start really getting hyped about the new arena. But it's hard not to be excited about. Like Logan Cooley just came in like a, like a week, week and a half ago, and I, he, he pulled a Michigan at the Mullet Arena. Like it, you can't you can't be any more excited right now. So I'm just, I'm laser focused on the prospects and this college atmosphere and and where they are right now. And then once we get the first shovel in, then I'll start, you know, running around in my, my USA tidy whities and, and saying, <laughs> let's do this. Let's go, boys. <laughs> now, now you bring up a cool point um, that I knew, but maybe not many people who are watching this stream from Calgary. You know, you work at Mullet Arena like that. Mm -hmm. Like that's pretty, first of all, pretty sweet gig. I'm sure you see a lot of pretty cool people there. Um, but I want to also talk about a video of yours that went viral um we're gonna say went viral you're probably gonna say oh you're too nice to me and yeah, this is not that's not viral <laughs> it has more views than any of my youtube videos ever had so it's it, it went viral um about your first vlog at mullet arena and and i've watched it and i watched it and i watched it and i'm like that place looks awesome and everybody shit on it i jokingly shit on it but i i do remember saying on your podcast that 
some of those small barns ha- like provide the best atmospheres. And I know this because I call junior hockey. Mm-hmm. Tell me about what makes Mullet Arena so special and um, like just take me through that atmosphere because it looked like in your video it looked awesome. Uh, all the other games I saw looked awesome. I, I see media members looking forward to going. Kelly Rudy on the broadcast today said how excited he is to go on the road and get to Mullet Arena. Tell me about uh, about the, the home of the Yotes for the next couple of years beyond this one. Uh, I, I think the, the easiest way to convey it is the college kids behind me uh, trash talking with some Jets fans and starting a fuck Mark Shifley chant. Nice. It's just, uh, even at the college games, and uh, the first college game I went to, the ASU men's game, is this weird atmosphere that I'm like, I'm, I'm basically 35. Like, I, I don't understand what the kids <laughs> are up to nowadays. But it, it was rowdier at that first Coyotes game than any of the ASU games. And all these ASU games have been electric, especially, like I said, against Minnesota. There was above 5,000 fans, both of those uh, games. But it's just, it's, it's different because I'm someone that I love Gila River Arena. I'm mm-hmm. West Valley kid, born, essentially born and raised, but uh, it's, it was very quiet, a little more spacious, less people there. And I, as a little more introverted, kind of love that, but I know that doesn't make good business. It's not going to make the Coyotes successful. And mm-hmm. to see how tightly packed everything is, how excited everyone is, how much more loud it is, how fans that, to be fair, like even I'm surprised by the, the amount of knowledge a lot of Coyotes fans have about hockey. I mean, a lot of them simped for Mike Smith. So it's like I had to, I had to question Forever a little bit of Mike Smith, of, might uh, I add. <laughs> of the knowledge there. But <laughs> it, it was, it, it was such a pleasant atmosphere. And the only thing I could compare it to was the 2010 playoffs. That first, you know, I'm looking around and it's, everyone's excited. They're all wearing white. They're like shaking a pom pom around. It's like it's this, this electric atmosphere. The fact that the only thing I can compare it to was a playoff game. And that was the first playoff game in, in God knows how long. I think it was like half a decade or a little over that. It's, yeah, no, I, I, I can only describe it as, as electric. And whenever they get this Tempe arena, I can only imagine it getting even better. So uh, I, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, uh, you and me both because uh, Calgary Flames fans and uh, everybody alike waiting in, uh, waiting, waiting to hear some more news about an arena as the Scotiabank Saddle Dome crumbles, literally crumbles uh, from the rooftop. Did you hear about that? I, I was hearing that similar to Chase Field, there was some uh, issues. I'm not sure how much the Chase Field stuff I'm supposed to know about, but <laughs> there was some issues. <laughs> Insider. Insider <laughs> info. TLDR. Oh, sorry, disclosure that has nothing to do with any current job I have. That was just something <laughs> that I heard passing somewhere else. Um, I, I heard that there was some structural damage to it and i couldn't remember if it was that or the edmonton arena that flooded a couple years ago i think that was the edmonton arena no that was us that was you guys that flooded the the flood in 2000 well oh maybe no i mean maybe you're i'm thinking maybe that did happen but in 2013 there was a a huge flood in in all of calgary like Mm -hmm. like a big big emergency and the entire south zone flooded like up to the i can't remember how far how many rows up but anyway um yes you heard correctly the Scotiabank Saddlehome is quite literally crumbling from the top down. They had to install netting around the top, <laughs> the top uh, like rim of the Saddlehome because like chunks of concrete were falling. And now all the jokes are, um, <laughs> all the jokes are you got to wear your hard hat to uh, to go see a, a game in Calgary, but. Uh, this team in this city definitely or desperately needs 
a new arena. So hopefully, uh, much like our friends uh, down in Arizona, we get one pretty yeah. soon. Um, I mean, that... let me just say this real quick. I want I want to send some love to Calgary. All right, a lot of the Calgary fans have been very nice to me. I, I want to just give back the advice I've heard from from some Calgary fans. There's a nice, good arena right there in Quebec and Houston. That if you need a place to play for a little bit, you <laughs> you just need to you know get a couple games out, out of the way. This man's trying to relocate the flames <laughs> on my own goddamn show. <laughs> All right, so we have this list of guests that we want, right? When we have a guest on, we put them in the guests we've have, had on column, and we highlight them in green if we would have them back. We highlight, them, we highlight them in yellow if maybe not so much. I've yet to put anyone in yellow. Don't make me put 15% of the fucking Coyotes <laughs> fan base. On the do not return list. <laughs> do not return list. I'm just kidding. Um, let's head to some of the comments here. Uh, be sure to like the stream. Uh, share the stream. We're going to, we're going to, we got a bit of time left. We'll put a bow on this show uh, pretty soon here. Um, intermission panel alluded to Besser being worth a first round pick. Someone says, heard Lucic has family in BC. Uh, he is quite literally from BC, played for the Vancouver Giants. But I don't know how much love he is going to have after his 2011 Boston Bruins nearly burnt the entire city of Vancouver to the ground in the Stanley Cup Finals. Plus, I don't know how that works. I'm not trying to give up. I, I like. I think this to bring it back to the Coyotes and and the Canucks. Funny enough, um, I I don't want the Flames to make a knee jerk reaction. Kind of the way the Vancouver Canucks did when they traded Beagle and Roussel and whoever and whoever and whoever and whoever. King Louie. You cannot forget oh, yeah, King, King Louie in my presence, man. Come on now. All <laughs> on expiring contracts. That was like you guys had to be laughing your asses off at that trade. <laughs> the only thing that sucked was losing Garland. But considering just how good Gunther looks, I look – Love Garland. I wish him nothing but the best. I hope he becomes a 50-goal scorer somewhere and wins a cup. Yeah, I'll Calgary. take that trade again in a heartbeat because we also got the living meme that was King Louie. I got a, a Adidas Kachina right over there that I spent money on for no reason for Louis Erickson. We got the meme for a year. You got to be, you gotta be the, the only person who has a Louis Erickson jersey. <laughs> yeah, How many Louis Erickson Kachina jerseys did you see? Probably not many. I didn't. I don't think I've seen a single one. I think I've seen ah. more like old school demo jerseys at Mullen Arena than I've seen Louis Erickson <laughs> Coyotes jerseys. Oh, that's incredible. But but to my point, I don't want the Flames to make a knee jerk reaction. Uh, Lucic is on the last year of an expiring deal. As much as I want this man to never be on the ice in a Calgary Flames jersey again, I think you suck it up. It's not worth trading assets away as the Vancouver Canucks did and as the Arizona Coyotes reaped the benefits from. Um, it's too knee-jerky, I think, to, to trade, especially bringing in Brock Besser, who's being paid $6.125 million for the next, like, four years. Like, yuck. Yuck. <laughs> and I ain't got no time for that. Um <laughs> I want to hear the opinion of anyone paying a revenue sharing check regarding Mullet Arena. <laughs> Too bad, no. Here we go. It's gonna get spicy now. It's gonna get spicy in the la We're in the witching hour here of uh, Game Over. 
<laughs> game over Calgary. Um, as we've got just a brief amount of time left on the call, we don't have we don't have enough time to uh, to di- dive deep into that. And and I, I truly don't want to scare my guest away because I I do quite enjoy him and uh, and he's a good dude. So no more you shitting. Think you can scare me away, dude. Coyotes fans love the fact that everyone else opens up the pocketbooks to pay for us. This like, is true. Wait, come on now. <laughs> this is true. And and I'm just waiting for this is your first step into the SDPN. Um, I'm just waiting now for Steve, Adam, and Jesse to watch this back and say, we need to have this guy on the show. And then you have to have it out with Adam wild about the coyotes comments. Dude, can we just have a boxing match? Like right it's now, funny. like, like straight up. If, if he agrees to a boxing match, I'm going to lose. I'm a fat guy. I'm not athletic, but if he agrees to a boxing match, it's I'll it's, do it. Whatever videos you want done. <laughs> It's funny because we talked about, like, you and I talked about, oh, what if there was a game over Arizona one day? And you're like, there's no fucking way they'll have me on the network. And I'm like, do you want to bet? If they won't, I will. There's You know damn well that I will. Uh, and we love Steve, Adam, and Jesse. I don't bite the hand that feeds. Don't I'll bite whatever hand doesn't feed me. So. <laughs> you guys already know. You subscribed to me. You already know who I've called out on my channel. Yeah. Um. We'll get, we'll give you your plug in a little bit here, but we'll uh, we'll keep that on the download <laughs> for now. Um, okay, here. Oh, uh, one of the things, the, the last thing I wanted to bring up was, again, not much, too much to do with the actual play tonight, but quite possibly the best jersey matchup I've seen in quite some time. I think it, I, I I think there was a stat put out there that a Kachina jersey against the Flames pedestal jersey because it's their reverse retro this year, hasn't happened since 2000. So it's been 22 years in the making. Um, first of all, beyond pumped that the Coyotes went back to full-time Kachinas. That is just the best thing that franchise, the best thing to ever come out of the Arizona hockey franchise were the Kachina jerseys and Shane Doan. Um, good, uh, good, go. good Alberta boy. Um, <laughs> and... Your thoughts on the pedestal jersey, the Calgary Flames versus retro? I, I actually I wanted to get a, a shot in on Mike Gould. We didn't have time on my podcast, but I was like, you know what? I do want to give Calgary credit. They have done a good job making a jersey with a, a one single letter on it look good for a very long time. Because honestly, <laughs> that reverse retro does look nice. Like I, I could trash talk it just being a C all I want because it's like a baseball logo. I don't like baseball logos that much, but. It, it looks clean on the ice. That that last year wearing, I absolutely love that jersey. And even the one behind you, the, the they make it look good. I'm surprised that they've managed to, for however X many decades Calgary's been there, make this jersey look good for that long. Right. The color scheme is great, especially when they went back to the retros. The the old ones the with the red and the black and the flags on the, on the uh, shoulder patches just weren't my cup of tea. But... Um, we can appreciate an elite jersey matchup, and Kachina versus Pedestal was one of those. Um, we're going to quickly go through the rest of the comments, and then we are going to put a bow on today's episode of Game Over Calgary. The Calgary Flames beating the Arizona Coyotes by a score of 3-2 to two from the Scotiabank Saddle in Calgary. Uh, damn, guest be getting spicy, LOL. Um, his name is AZ. <laughs> AZ, if you're Canadian. AZ. <laughs> uh, what would it take for Arizona to give us their first pick this year? <laughs> I. This can't be serious. This can't be a serious uh, 
a serious comment. Are you um, guys going to help pay for the arena? You know, if you guys, like, cover half the cost of the Tempe arena, I will consider giving listen, you our first round pick unprotected this year. <laughs> listen, we we need to pay for our own arena before we worry about any of your poverty franchise. <laughs> I'm just trying to chirp you because we're not paying you're for your arena. You're just jealous you're not playing in the best I'm just arena jealous. in the league. Come on now. I'm just jealous. You didn't of get free mullets your first game, did you? You didn't that get a was, mullet. That was incredible. <laughs> That was incredible. Whoever, whoever's idea that was, thumbs up from me. Uh, mullets from the first game at Mullet Arena. Okay, that'll do it for this episode of Game Over Calgary. Um, but before we go, I did promise you a shameless plug. Please tell the people, A, where they can find you, B, what you're up to, and C, uh, just how handsome you truly are in person. Oh, to be completely honest here, as much as I inflate my ego, I'm a two out of ten on a great day. Like I'm talking like like sunshine a day. Oh uh, no, uh, I'm hi AZ Sports guy. I surprisingly have one K subs for now. That that'll that'll go back down where I belong around three hundred. Shut up. But, uh, Shut up. <laughs> you can find me on YouTube. Usually, uh, trying to make at least weekly videos on the Coyotes, ASU hockey, monthly on the Tucson Roadrunners because AHL. I just cannot be bothered to do that weekly. Uh, on Twitter at the AZ Sports Guy, and don't forget to check out the podcast where uh, Richie and I absolutely just make fools of ourselves every week. But we do it because we we truly hate living. Desert Moon Hockey Podcast. <laughs> make sure to check that out wherever uh, you can listen to podcasts and on YouTube. And also make sure if you see Steve Dangle, share my tweet about the uh, 1967 and how the Roadrunners caused Toronto to never win another Stanley Cup. I'm gonna send it to him. Actually, <laughs> I, I had a good exchange with Steve today, um, and I'm gonna just bring them down a couple notches. So um, that'll do it for this episode of game over Calgary. Uh, big thanks to my guests, uh, the AZ sports guy. Um, our next game over Calgary call will be on Wednesday when the Minnesota wild are in town to take on the Calgary flames. Peter Klein will have your post game show here on SDPN sports uh, puck drop set for six o'clock local time here in Calgary. Thank you so much for stopping by and watching. If you're listening on playback, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever your podcast or whatever podcatcher you're listening on. Uh, give us a review, all that fun stuff that every other podcast tells you to do. Uh, thank you to uh, Sports Interaction. Thank you to SDPN. Thank you to you guys for watching. And we will catch you on the next game over Calgary. Until then, we'll talk to you later. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook.